0: i'm ryan sullivan i'm a podcast producer and today we're analyzing the joe rogan experience so when somebody pays us to audit their show the first thing that we're looking at is the overall impressions what's the vibe and the feel of the show are we getting, is the host direct? Are they more indirect? Are they active? Are they passive? Are they taking over the conversation in terms of a interview show? And then how is the guest selection? Is it a wide range? Is it a specific niche? Are they well-versed on camera or are they not, et cetera? And then we dive into the format as well as how is the overall kind of flow of the show? And finally, our overall thoughts. Getting into the specifics here, We can look at the positioning of this show, right? So like, if somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, like, so what do you think about Joe Rogan? We're going to have to determine what we're really talking about here. Are we talking about him as a person? Are we talking about the show? Are we talking about the brand? Are we talking about the guests? What are we talking about? Today, we're going to hone in on the podcast itself on a few specific key areas. Overall, obviously, this is a very, very different case. This is not something that I would normally be working on or helping with. But I'm going to use the same criteria as I would with anybody else if we got paid to review their show. What's the positioning of the show in the market, right? This is obviously the biggest one in the world, so it's a little bit different. But either way, in terms of the other interview shows out there, where does this fall? From there, what questions arise while I'm listening to the show? What can the host lean into more, et cetera? And then on top of that, where we're going to start today is the design, right? The template, the text, the titles, the branding, the art around the show, and really like the vibe that you get from it as you... Listen to the show episode after episode after episode. All right. The first thing we're going to look at is two specific examples of Joe receiving some information on things that he's deeply dug his heels into. The two topics that you could probably guess here, the first being the vaccine and the second being marijuana. And you'll notice that when he receives information that is counter to his own argument, he questions the source, but when somebody else questions his source, then he'll dig his heels in on that source. This is one of the very specific examples that we see in the show where there's really the friction and the loss of objectivity. So let's play a couple of these clips.
1: I don't think it's true that there's an increased risk of myocarditis from people catching COVID that are young versus increased risk of myocarditis from the vaccine. No, there is. There's both. Well, let's look that up, because I don't <laughs> think that's true. 12 to 17, more likely to myocarditis with three months of catching COVID at a rate of 450 cases per million infection. This compares to 67 cases of myocarditis per million at the same time following their second dose of Pfizer.
0: Yeah, so you're about eight times likelier to get myocarditis from getting COVID than from getting the vaccine.
1: That's interesting. Now, that, that, that is said, not what I've read before, but also it's like... When, even when we're reading these things it's like what are we getting this from see there's a, like a little fumble going on there
0: what when we uh when we're reading these things <laughs> uh you know where are these sources coming from like now okay now we're questioning the sources okay um now over to the steven crowder episode
1: Crazy. Shouldn't be discussed. No, you. You're care. gonna laser and a, like a tractor beam on the most important issue of the day. That I said I don't care. You're the guy that thinks people should be able to do whatever. You're a free yes, market guy, that's right? that's what I just said. So if you're a free Smoke market pot. guy, why wouldn't you be in support of something? whether it's the most beneficial I just said I am. or equally I beneficial? Just said I am. But you're not necessarily because I you're, am. you're denying. But because right you're denying, now of the chemical compounds, hold on, fuck face, you, you're denying. Well, well, watch it, watch it. Come on, come on it's, <laughs> it's been a good conversation. See, we're friends just joking
0: all right let's play that back let's play that back
1: Compounds. hold on fuck face you're you, denying
0: well, watch it, watch it. Come on. see he gets a little aggressive there even with crowder and, and he knows that he can mess around with crowder but uh this is just one of the many examples of this uh occurring on the show and kind of the loss of the objectivity but it is a podcast right it's supposed to be subjective but either way in terms of the overall vibe of the show There's some really intense moments. I think that's what makes the show. But where I'm coming from, from a personality host standpoint, is that maybe there's a little bit of work that can be done on maybe not being as confrontational where when it's something that Joe really, truly cares about. I would like to see the same level of respect presented throughout kind of almost no matter the guest, whether he really looks up to them or he's critical of them. I'd like to just see a little bit more fluidity there in terms of how these guests are kind of respected and uh, responded to. Next up, we're getting into the design and the branding around the show. This one's a fun one. It's a really easy one. Everybody knows it. Really overall, like you have super basic branding here. The logo itself is definitely draws the eye. But if you didn't know who he was, you probably wouldn't be interested in it. Obviously, everybody knows who he is because he's a massive celebrity now. But overall, I would be critical of this title and logo because it just doesn't describe the show. So if you were to make a podcast these days, what you really want to do is you want to have at least if you if your title doesn't describe the show, you want to have a subtitle that goes along with that that describes the show. So that would be my only critique here. Um, but obviously, in this context, he's super famous. he doesn't need to worry about that. No subtitle needed on this one. In terms of the episode specific images, if we take a look here and I'll zoom in on this, they're so basic. I mean, they're literally like canva level when it comes to Joe's individual episodes. And I'm really surprised by this, man, because, like, You have, this is the biggest show in the world. This has hundreds of millions of dollars put into it. They have, it's basically just printing money. It's, it's, it's almost all profit, right? Like the overhead of this is probably, I don't know. He said he has a small team, maybe 10, 20, $30,000 a month. I mean, I can't imagine it's more than that even just for production costs. Like this is a very, I wouldn't say very basic production. Obviously we have a very intense studio going on here but i'll get to the episodes themselves but yeah this branding here especially this episode specific logo is is very basic but if we move down we see this change a little bit like the fighter and the kid logo is is beautiful i don't know who did that we'll have to find the artist i kind of wish they did this for each episode you're joe rogan you're spotify dude can we just can we just do it if we're gonna do it why as well do it for all of them and ditch this kind of super basic like it's not even doesn't even use the basics of design. You can take a course on on like freaking YouTube and and design a better logo than this. I could design a better episode specific cover in probably 10 minutes that describes the episode a little bit better. On top of that, we have the show descriptions. They're super short. This is actually a long one. I'm looking at Mike Baker's right now. That's that's a much longer one. I just want to give a compare and contrast here. This is Tim Ferris's description. Let's just take a look. So Obviously, very different shows, but I mean, look at this. This has to be two or three thousand words. And then the thing that Tim Ferriss does that's really smart. I'll just hone in on this here is he lists the names of his most famous guests on every single description of every single episode. And if you're not like a podcast diehard like me, you might not notice these things, but they actually do a lot for your show. The reality is there's so much more that Joe could be doing, but he just doesn't have to do it. You see the attention to detail in the title, the attention to detail in the show notes. Is it riddled with ads? Yes, but Joe's show is riddled with ads now, too, in terms of the full episodes. So it's interesting to look at this. And in terms of the actual episodes themselves, really like the vibe of the camera angles and the, the shot composition and the positioning, I think the backdrop here is a completely Distraction. I don't know, man. It's kind of because you would think that the ego, Joe's ego, would have kind of stayed the same, maybe or shrunk a little bit since he's been spending so much time and energy on his new comedy club. And the podcast is really just continuing to go as it is. But I think in moving to Austin and everybody kind of giving him so much praise for driving so many people there, I think that would happen here is somebody offered to make him the sign. Maybe somebody made the sign for free. Uh, It's extra, it's overkill for me. It's a terrible backdrop because it just doesn't, it's a cool sign. It's just not a cool backdrop. And I really wish that they would have done something different with this or just, hey, like make it like one of the old backdrops where you have photos in the back. Something like that. There's so many good ones out there that I've seen, but it's just, listen, dude, we know who you are. It's the same thing as you don't do the little images, right? You don't create these, these small episode images right here But then at the same time, you spend the energy to put this massive sign uh, in the backdrop of the podcast. So I just think it's complete overkill, complete overkill. And finally, we land on promotion. Promotion is one of the most fun topics. If we were to compare Joe to a Schultz, we would say that Schultz's promotion is on another level, right? But they're in completely different positions in life and in their careers. If you compare Joe's promotion to, say, maybe Tim Dillon, right? Joe's is probably a little bit more intense. And why do I say that? It's because of the clips. It's because of the clips. The clips make this show. Imagine how many people listen or watch Joe Rogan, and then imagine how many people don't do that and just watch the clips, the shorts, the reels, the people online from foreign countries taking screen grabs of it and then making their own clips out of it, making those into YouTube channels and then posting that and getting millions of subscribers. I mean, the clips are insane. They go everywhere, right? Like if you wanted to create a YouTube channel, Instagram account, Facebook account, TikTok account, and if you wanted a 100,000 followers really fast, you would just go and rip Joe Rogan videos straight off of his Spotify, make clips out of them, put captions to it, and then boom, you would blow it up. Obviously, I don't suggest doing it. It's probably illegal. It's a dumb thing because none of those people are going to want whatever you're going to post after that. But it's completely possible. And that is a testament to the fact that Joe Rogan does not even have to promote this show. Other people will do it for him. And that's the beauty of it. But that would not be the case if he didn't have this incredible Clips channel. I mean, 15 million. This channel has more subscribers than he probably has listeners on every episode, right? Or it's probably about the same, which is an insane number. But they're relentless with these. They've really focused in on choosing the best moments for these clips. These clips would have far less views if they w- if these moments weren't hand-chosen correctly. And I guess that's Spotify doing that. But really to end on the most important piece here, especially with a podcast, folks, it is promotion. And you do not, especially even if you are a celebrity, we've seen countless celebrity podcasts come and go, especially when I, I really started producing a lot of them, which was during COVID. I worked with celebrities that on shows that should have had hundreds, of thousands, or millions of views, but no marketing, right? Poor marketing, and that's what happens when you do that. So this is the final component of the Joe Rogan experience: is the promotion piece in terms of the audit overall. Um, I'm going to give Joe's show, regardless of the clout, regardless of the it being one of the biggest podcasts in the world. I'm trying to leave that aside. I'm going to give this a six out of ten. And it really only is for the kind of, I would say, laziness or lack of orientation or lack of uh, prioritization with those small details. Just looking at this objectively, I think that uh, the conversation is incredible. Obviously, the show has changed people's lives. This show has changed media, right? I'm not underestimating what the show has been able to do. But from a podcast producer's perspective, Joe, I'm going to give you six. All right. My name is Sully from Podcast Principles. We help people launch their podcasts with the wedding planners of podcasting. So if you're looking to launch one, make sure you hit that link right down below, whether you're watching or listening right now. So do you like Joe Rogan's podcast? What would you rate it? Definitely let me know as well. And we're on average platform, even the ones nobody uses. All right, catch you in the next one.
1: It's going down.